Do dreams still come true at Disney? Well, not post-COVID, if your former cast member, Barb Andreas, who spent two decades in management at Walt Disney World. Barb was a sought-after team leader, but she tried to exercise her right to religious freedom. And when she did, she faced interrogation, coercion, and retaliation. Plus, unfortunately, she ended up unemployed. So instead of dreams and fairy tales, Barb's experiencing the stuff of nightmares at the House of Mouse. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Carulitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We are so glad that you're here today joining us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time, super duper welcome. We're so glad to have you. And as always, every week, we would love for you to subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your mama friends. Also, if you would like to contact me and give me any feedback, information, or suggested guests, please contact me at our email, which is podcast at momsforamerica.net. Again, that is podcast at momsforamerica.net. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Well, today, once again, we are talking about Disney. Yes, Disney World continues to be in the news a lot and not in a good way from our perspective as parents, right? Disney has gone woke with gender politics, vaccine mandates, and strongly, they have strongly opposed Florida's parental rights education bill. And this is all very sad for a company that was built around catering to parents and families. My guest today is Barb Andreas. Barb lives in Florida and has worked as a cast member in management at Disney World for over 20 years. She is with us to talk about what happened to her when she tried to exercise her religious rights and freedoms. So let me go ahead and welcome Barb. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, we're so excited to hear your story. Um, I guess excited and upset at the same time. I know that um, your testimony or your story has pretty much gone viral in some of the videos as, as people have gone down to Disney to interview folks that have been cast members or are cast members about what's happening there. But before we start on Disney, tell us a little bit about your family, Barb. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm a mom of two. I live here in Florida in the beautiful sunshine state. Um, again, I'm a mom of two. I have a daughter who's four and a son who's two, who are my world, happily married. We live nice. on a nine-acre farm, working farm. So we have cows, organic chickens, um, organic laying hens. We live that <laughs> good old farm life. Yeah, just nutrition, how we treat our bodies. Uh, just super important to us, how we raise our kids. You know, we, we believe in God wholeheartedly. We practice Bible teaching. So really our life here is just about as natural and as wholesome as we can make it for our kids. Um, and we just want to raise them to be good, good hearted people um, that, That's right. you know, take care of themselves, take care of others and, and care about what's going on in the world and, and their fellow beings. 
Good. Well, that's uh, say hello to your family. They sound like wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful little nest you have there. I love it. So yes. when you talk about, you know, taking care of your body and your own religious um, faith that you're raising your children in, um, when you kind of came up against some uh, situations with your employer here, um, this is really something that's very special to you. Your religious uh, your faith um, is very important to you, and it's very important to you. Listen, you have an or organic farm, so mm -hmm. your body um, is also something that you are very interested in, obviously. Tell us yeah. a little bit of, about your convictions. Yes, for sure. Um, I mean, basically, we just, we believe in God. We believe in the Bible. We believe in his teaching. We believe that we're made in the image of God. When COVID first started, um, you know, I think we were all a little bit, okay, what's going on? Not quite sure. We try not to pay attention too much to what's happening in the news, you know, kind of keep an eye or an ear open, but not get too heavily like, oh no, oh no, doomsday. You know, we're grounded in our faith. We believe in, in, in faith over fear. So for That's us, fine. we were never concerned throughout this entire um, pandemic. We still play dated with our friends, thankfully living on a farm, we could open it up to yeah, anybody to come over and join us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, when everything was shut down for 4th of July, we welcomed all of our friends to our farm and we had a, a great get together. Um, and just really what, what's important to us is that we live our lives and, and do good things. Um, right. So for us, that means also taking care of our bodies and paying attention to what we put in it. So right. again, we, we have a working farm. We grow a lot of our own fruits and vegetables. We are able to provide for the community as well. Um, again, all the, the food that we raise that not only nourishes us, but our friends and family as well. So all for right. us, so we're <laughs> very, very right. meticulous about how we treat our bodies and, right. and keeping them as pure as possible. So here we've established, you know, that you are re religious, you have, you have a beautiful faith with your family, you're concerned about what you put in your body on every level. Mm -hmm. So now let's, mm -hmm. let's take this to your employment. So um, the first two decades, right, 20 years at Disney. So you have, yeah. this was, this was a, a job for you, obviously that you enjoyed, obviously that you loved, you stayed there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us about, about what you did at Disney and how you enjoyed I guess, working there for 20 years. I mean, that, that's a long time. Yeah, it, literally my entire adult life. I've had an amazing career. June next month, um, really a month from today would be my, would have been my 21st year with the company. So I started wow. back in 2001 on the college program, had an amazing experience, went home to New Jersey to finish mm -hmm. college, but stayed seasonal. So I would come down as much as I could, work a couple hours in the parks, and then go back home. And then when I was graduating, I returned as a management intern at the park. So clearly there was nice. always that love of Disney. I grew up going there with my family, going down on vacations in the station wagon, all the way from New Jersey and back. So it was always such a dream job and a magical place to be. And um, when I first returned uh, for my management intern in 2005, it just led to this wonderful career. I've spent years in the parks, um, all three parks, uh, major theme parks, except for Animal Kingdom. Um, I've had a lot of different project opportunities, like hand-selected to uh, help champion and work on project teams. I even went over to Shanghai for eight months and helped open their Disneyland wow. um, park there, which was an amazing experience. It was right before I had children. I mean, so when I say I've given my life for this company, I have given you my sure life have. for this company my entire adult right. life. I even right. drove, I live an hour and a 
half away from the park. So I drove an hour and a half to get there and back. So three plus give or take traffic hours round trip to get to my job. So if that doesn't show the commitment, the love that I've had for the company and what we did stand for, I I don't know what else will. (laughs) So obviously, Barb, you loved working at Disney and Disney loved having you as an employee. Um, From what I understand, you had a stellar record. Um, You were hand chosen, like you said, for many projects. And really, you were uh, an outstanding employee. You know, I know it's hard to brag on yourself, but you're not a disgruntled employee having a problem all of a sudden. You have been a great employee. And like you said, you loved working at Disney for two decades of yeah. your life. So when all of this started coming about with the with COVID and the vaccines and the mandates, this was new, uh, obviously a new arena of um, something you had to deal with at Disney. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know what happened. So COVID hits, Disney shuts down like the rest of the world for a while. Um, and everybody was kind of furloughed. Is, is that correct? Tell us about that, correct. that time. Yeah, I would say the vast majority of us were put on furlough. At the time, I had just returned from maternity leave. I literally worked two days. And then um, we all got uh, about a month or so we worked from home. Um, But that can only last so long when you're in a business with hospitality. So then we were all Mm -hmm. put on furlough. Um, Myself, I was the one who was the longest on furlough, about 14 months. Um, But I also, I feel grateful that I was never let go from the company because they laid off hundreds, if not thousands of employees, leaders, higher up leaders. Um, Instead of just keeping them on furlough, they they let people go. So I'm internally grateful that I wasn't let go for 14 months. And to me, I feel like that's also a testament to the type of leader and the dedication I've showed for the company that I wasn't let go. So um, when- they opened up the parks, you know, they, everybody had to mask. I think for a time they also did face shields and things like that. Um, Coming to a year later of summer of 2021, things were going well. We had no crazy outbreaks. We followed the Florida data. We've had the lowest Mm -hmm. cases, especially at that time, everything was reopened. Uh, Masks had kind of gone away, maybe not so much at Disney, but a lot of the local theme parks kind of did away with masking as well. And mm-hmm. then um, late July, the company just announced uh, conveniently at 5 p.m. on a Friday when everyone's getting ready to go home, they just, boom, put out this uh, email alert, you know, announcement that the uh, company would be mandating the COVID-19 vaccines. And I was supposed to get it by September 29th, so about a month later. So they okay. basically gave us a deadline. Um, very, very small print on that email. Did they let you know that if you needed a religious or a medical accommodation that you could reach out to HR? But as a leader, um, there was no other information given. You can reach out to my leader. Hey, what's going on here? Did you know anything about this? No, I didn't know. So it just seemed very like the company put it out there, but also didn't explain it. Didn't, you know, not a lot of communication. Type of accommodation. No, right. nothing, nothing, nothing no, so at all. It didn't feel very monumentous. It felt like, wow, right. this is kind of like, you can't just like, this isn't like, oh, hey, we're going right. to, you know, start doing this on Monday. No, this is like life changing. Right. right. And, um, you know, as we know, Disney is saying that they are extremely diverse and tolerant and inclusive. And all of a sudden now <laughs> it doesn't seem very inclusive, does it? Right. Um, no, so now not what, at all. So, so you basically had decided that you were not going to, and this is the thing too, that we say to everyone, 
the vaccine should be everyone's choice. We are right. all for medical freedom and religious freedom and our yes. own conviction, what happens in our homes Amen. with our mm-hmm. children. So you had decided that the vaccine was not for you. And right. now you've got to go to your company of 20 years and say to them, I don't want the vaccine yeah. and apply for an exemption. What happens now? Yeah. And when that email came out, I went immediately to my husband and I started crying. I'm like, I feel like this is the beginning of the end. This is the end of my career because what's the process for accommodation going to be? How many are are they going to give out? Are they going to give us a hard time? What else is this going to lead to? Is it going to be weekly testing? Is it going to be ongoing masking? It's just all these things, all this fear basically. And I'm pretty happy go lucky you know uh that's why i work at disney right <laughs> I, sure. i'm just always a good sport personable so it's just kind of like the the weight that that put on mm-hmm. me was just an awful you know it's just an awful and time. I, I think to everyone that i've discussed this with when companies do these mandates it puts everyone on edge i have yes. i can't tell you the amount of stories that i have heard of moms or dads that got mm-hmm. the vaccine because they were forced to they didn't want right. to and many of them yeah. had adverse re- reactions to them and they were concerned about that potential potential situation, but they did it because they had a family to raise or they did right. it because they wanted to keep their job. So it yeah. does create this, this strange atmosphere um, in, in any type of employment. So what happens now? So now you've got to go ahead and apply for religious exemption. Uh, you submit this. Um, it was quite comprehensive as I understand. And what did they tell you? Uh, the, the process was awful. <laughs> they, uh, I, so I submitted a religious exemption, multiple pages detailing scripture, how I believe that this correlates to not taking the vaccine, what this means to my family. Um, just like I said, how we live our lives and how in a biblical right. sense, this does not make sense to, to my family. Um, and this okay. is our firm belief and this is not what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I submitted that. I also included in my exemption against mask wearing. Um, We've never worn masks. I I personally, my family chooses not to. Again, we, we walk by faith, not fear. So I've never worn one to grocery shop. I've never put them on my kids. I've never worn one to attend service at church. Um, It's just not our daily life. I was very uncomfortable doing this practice. And I made that known when I went back to work. So not only did I put an exemption to that, I also put an exemption for the mask wearing as well, because to me, it goes against my faith. No different than a Muslim who needs to wear a turban or um, a a particular faith that maybe needs to wear a skirt instead of pants with their type of costume. Um, I didn't feel like it was any different. So I included all of this in my exemption and I submitted it to HR. Um, First came an interrogation phone call. Um, So about, I would say a 30 minute conversation asking questions all about my faith. um, And did I take other vaccines? And what if the vaccine didn't contain aborted fetal cells? Would you take it at that time? Uh, Just all these hypothetical, Mm -hmm. really uncomfortable questions that really had nothing to do with what I had already provided them. So So really, definitely you felt kind of under attack with this call. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I'll say that my wasn't personal a friendly experience, call. <laughs> exactly. Right. I, no, <laughs> I mean, if you feel like your job's in jeopardy and you kind of have to participate, that's what it felt like. Okay. Um, as time progressed, I was one of the earlier people that submitted and had their phone conversation. There are cast members that were going through this process as well. And when they had their phone calls about a month, two months later, their line of questioning was just borderline harassment. I mean, asking all the types of medications that they take, um, just really 
oh, I just, I can't even, yeah. it just made them so uncomfortable and they, and it made them feel targeted. And, and in fact, some of them consented and got it because they felt like this, I'm not right. going to get approved. Because they're, they're over grilling. Again. Right. right. They're, they're grilling me. Right. So and and they're making you, you, you kindly shared your position. Then, mm -hmm. not, then after that, you had to go through an interrogation call. Then right. after the call, now you've got to wait to see if they approve it. What was the process after that? And did they? Silence. <laughs> that was the process. Silence. Yeah. I never I've got heard an this answer. Over again and again and again, that they just yes. go silent on this. They so leave you so this in the was, wings, right? Yes, yes. This was um, late August. I think it was maybe August. 30th ish that I did my phone call. My okay. deadline was September 29th. That deadline came and went and they sent out an email saying, Oh, if you're still waiting to hear from us, just know you're still considered compliant, but we are, um, while we're still reviewing everything. So okay. in the meantime, you know, I have a conversation with my boss. I'm like, I'm still waiting. This is a whole month now that every day am I going to lose my job today? I don't know. Right. Every time I refresh my emails when I'm home with my kids on my phone, I'm like, am I going to get an email? Am I going to say yes or no? And it's just constant anxiety, anxiety for over a month. So about, right. I would say in the middle of October, I spoke up to my boss and I wrote a very detailed letter that I was going to share with HR uh, detailing all the ways that since that start until this point in time, how we felt the coercion and the right. harassment and the intimidation and the fear mongering. I had a call. It was from not my handled GM. well. The, right. The process was not being handled well at not all. Not at all. Not at all. At that point in time, the company was asking you to upload your vaccine card, which obviously I did not have. And I was not in the process of getting of, of getting a vaccine. My GM called me out on a Zoom call, wrote touch base as the subject. So I, you know, talked to him. I, and granted, I was on furlough for 14 months, had just come back. I've barely had two conversations with this gentleman because he had come to mm. um, in that position after I was uh, while I was on furlough. So I, you know, okay, great. Maybe he has some update for me. And no, it was to call me out on why I have not done my uh, attestation, my vaccine card information. And I was so like, well, <laughs> right. So now you're on calls. You're getting called out, I guess I should say, or made an example right. of how uncomfortable they known was that it? I was on the list, the bad right. list, of, the bad of, list. Of, of other leaders in my complex, in my work area, ESPN at the time that had not done this, had not followed suit. So I mean, you tell me that that doesn't feel like pressure and intimidation to get you right. to do something you don't want to do. And the other thing I'd like to know, how does this feel in the workplace, right? How uncomfortable is this? Because now people, right, do they shame you? Do they kind of um, look at you a little bit differently? Do they wonder why? Do you have to explain yourself? I mean, really, your, your medical uh, information, your, your medical privacy should not be out right. for everyone to comment on or, um, you know, examine or weigh exactly. in because we really don't care what what anyone else is thinking right. about our own personal convictions. So doesn't this, doesn't um, DeSantis's bill come through at some point right in the midst of all this um, saying right. that, 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 that you do not have to get the COVID vaccine at Disney, right? And well, how does that go at work? Essentially. So um, mid-November is when the law passed, which was amazing, like music to our ears. And we thought, okay, then maybe this is right. the end. They can't, they can still mandate it but they have to provide for widespread exemption. So basically what that meant is even though I still to that day had not heard approval for my exemption two months prior from that phone call, I was still waiting at that point. 
um, when he passed the law, Disney announced the next day that they were pausing the mandate, not getting rid of it, but pausing it. Correct. So again, we all kind of breathe a, 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 you know, a sigh of relief, like, okay, then this is great. This is, we're, we're done here. Then Disney decided uh, a couple weeks later um, that to put more stringent safety measures on the unvaccinated. So if you didn't upload your vaccine card now, instead of the Pixie Max, as they call it, that the company provided cloth masks that they everybody had been wearing for now two, two and a half years, suddenly right. that everyone. was not no longer sufficient. Right, right. Yeah. Well, until they started, you know, uh, releasing some of the mask mandates and, and stuff. So, but everybody had been wearing just this particular mask um, that was Correct. company issued. So suddenly right. that was no longer like safe enough. Now they put out that if you have to, if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear it at all times of your shift, whether indoors or outdoors, even at your desk, in an office, it didn't matter. You had to wear that the whole time. And if you were indoors, close within three feet of someone, you also had to wear either an, uh, an N95 mask, if you were mm. prolonged exposure with someone, and goggles or a face shield. So, wow. <laughs> this two and a half so years into this. Right, after after a lot of people have gotten the vaccine and we were told originally the vaccine was going to stop this and then we realized no, mm -hmm. it wasn't, it was just going to maybe lessen your, um, right. you know, lessen your, 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 your time with COVID and not make it as severe. But we also know now that the vaccinated spread COVID as much as the unvaccinated, right? Just everybody right. can get COVID whether you have it. I mean, it. all data, especially all the now, data. just right. you know, throws everything out the window. We everything we had COVID. We never got yeah. tested, but recent blood work showed that I'm still showing antibodies. This is from like literally a cold. It was cold symptoms, thankfully, because we keep our bodies right. as healthy as possible, as I've shared. This was back in Easter of last year. Right. So as a unvaccinated prior infected person, I have the lowest risk of anybody. And meanwhile, I'm back at work. I have cast members out with COVID, ones that I was within a foot of. Are you okay? I mean, I, I like to pride myself as a caring, empathetic leader. So if you're sick, are you okay? Do you need to go home early? Is there anything sure. I can do? Are you okay to drive of home? Course. I'm not, oh gosh, you're not feeling sick or you're feeling sick. Stay six feet away. Stay six feet away. I, I'm not that type yeah. of person. Again, faith over right. fear. So my coworkers, right. again, so one now, by one, they're so getting it, COVID, so they're it, out and I'm still here. <laughs> right. Right. So COVID, like we said, COVID's coming and going. Mm -hmm. Vaccinated, unvaccinated, doesn't really yeah. matter. And like we said, right. all the data is, is exposing this. We all know this now. Boosted, mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter. You can still no. get COVID if you're vaccinated and you can still get COVID if you're unvaccinated. So exactly. now we've got goggles, we've got shields, we've got <laughs> N95s, two and a half years into this. <sighs> so you're, you're, you're kind of like, I'm done. I, I, I can't do this. I'm not going to wear an N95 goggles, a trash bag yeah. over my head, whatever, <laughs> whatever they're going to come up with next. So what yes, happened? I mean, it, and it, and it made it so clear at that point in time, because the masks started going away um, for indoors and outdoors for everybody, but the unjabbed. So sure. basically it really, really made those that chose differently, whether for medical or religious beliefs, it really put them on the forefront of who was and who wasn't and made them it seem you know, very punishing too. It kind of seemed hundred oh, percent. Yes. Oh, I like didn't, didn't comply. Didn't we're going to make it pretty difficult for you. You didn't comply. Right. 
Exactly. And I also didn't mention the designated break spaces that uh, stickers no. on the table to let those around you know that you have to be six feet from them. So that sticker would tell others that you needed to be distant. So it's pretty much putting wow. your medical decisions, medical um, or, or religious kind of out in the open to everybody. And as you can imagine, it, wow. was, it, it was very divisive. So it was my leader spoke to me about those updated protocols December 18th. So at this point, okay. we are now, what, three months in of my okay. exemption request, still had heard nothing from HR, despite me speaking up multiple times about the harassment, the intimidation, um, and, and all these things that we were dealing with and feeling one-on-one, -on -one, um, still nothing, silence. So I blatantly told my leader that I'm not complying with this. I'm not doing this. I've made it very clear that this goes against my religious beliefs that are protected in the workplace via Title right. VII and the Florida Constitution. And mm -hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. This is making me extremely uncomfortable. And it's not fair to me, a company that prides himself on diversity and inclusion. Inclusion, yes. But seemingly not for those that don't believe the things that they want to believe. Right. So I immediately reached out to HR to the same um, representative that I spoke with for my interrogation call the first time. She responded okay. in another 45-minute call, grilling me about my beliefs, talking about, mm. do I wear sunglasses? Do I wear makeup? Do I wear Halloween masks? And what business um, is this of hers? Right. Basically trying crazy. to interject what she thinks my faith should be. So if right. you don't wear a mask, then maybe you shouldn't do these other things. And I'm like, these right. other things are not on the table. And I'd be happy to talk to them if Disney, about them if Disney was mandating them, but they're not. Asking Correct. me about what does my pastor do? What do people of my same faith do? Again, they're not the ones working at Disney. Right. They're not the ones that are on the table here. for this Right. Discussion. They're not employees there. And this is not right. even relative to the discussion. Exactly. So exactly. More, more intimidation. You now are still con con continuing to fight for your job. You are exactly. obviously being singled out with all the other mm -hmm. folks. Um, yep. What what happens? Do they let you stay? Do they give you an ultimatum? Do you so, leave? Work? <laughs> uh, I wish I could say it was voluntarily, but no. This um, this phone call took place two days before Christmas. I mean, one of the most holy holidays for my faith, and I'm dealing with this. A week later, I get an email from HR denying me, saying that we don't believe that your beliefs warrant any type of accommodation. So you have no. to continue wearing the mask and the, all the other PPE, the goggles, the face shield, the N95, or be subject to termination. So wow. I, wow. I, I'll admit, I was a little defeated. I was thinking, okay, then this is, I guess, my, my time is done. But then really, I, I, I prayed about it. I just spent some time really kind of soul searching mm -hmm. about this. And I'm like, now's the time to stand up and fight. You know, I've gone this long, uh, this far, my conviction is strong and I, I'm not going to let them walk all over me. I know what my rights are protected <laughs> and I'm sure they're protect. They're expecting right. me to just walk away quietly. Um, and I wasn't going to do that. So I hired a lawyer, an amazing lawyer. Hired um, attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, just the grace of God that he was put uh, put in touch with me and okay. he's been amazing. So from there, we just basically started correspondence with HR specifying all the ways that they were in essence breaking the law. Um, and that these are my religious beliefs. These are protected by law. You're not, um, adhering to that law by denying mm -hmm. her. And these are all the reasons extremely detailed. They went right. about two and a half weeks, not responding. Um, at all to not the attorney. Just, okay. 
Mm -hmm. Uh huh. To, to my attorney's email or letter. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally they wrote back and just blanketly said that uh, we don't discriminate against employees, religious beliefs, and she still has to wear the PPA, basically not talking about anything that he wrote in that letter. So as a result, it kind of just escalated from there. I was sent home from work early. I had another call with the HR rep kind of grilling me yet again. Um, It it was awful. So I finally come to work on March 4th on a Friday morning. And I I mean, the stress of this, this is a lot of stress too on someone right around the holidays. You have no idea. (laughs) No idea how this weighed on me. I mean, 20 years, a 20 year career. This is where I expected to retire from. And to be treated this way, I mean, it was honestly like it was inhumane. It was inhumane. And I mean, I, like I said, I'm a valued, respected leader. I've never had an issue ever at my job, never an attendance, like nothing. So to be treated this way was just kind of like, wow, if they're treating me as a 20 year leader, what, how are they treating new hires? How are they treating, you know, one year, two year cast that come in and say they want a religious exemption. So Right, Barb, you um, were an outstanding employee there, and this should not have happened to you or to no, anyone it else. Shouldn't happen there. to anybody, right? Exactly. Right, exactly. So now, yeah. what happens? Take us to the end here. So they they're ignoring your attorney. They basically said you either now you can wear the PPE, you can mm-hmm. the whole suit here, yeah. or you're fired. so he, my attorney made it very clear that I will be going into work and I will not be following these safety protocols against my religious beliefs. Um, So on March 4th, now this is going, what, six, seven months after my first initial attempt Mm -hmm. at uh, an accommodation, Um, I go into work. My coworker says, oh, I didn't think he'd be here today. Why why wouldn't I be here? Oh, my boss, our our boss uh, said that she didn't think you'd be in today. So I thought maybe you were sick. I'm like, nope, I'm here. Um, So I messaged my boss and said, do we need need to have a conversation? Because if I'm not supposed to be here, nobody let me know that. Um, And she says, we can't be here if you're not going to wear a mask. I said, well, I refuse to leave. I was sent home once prior to this is not getting resolved. This goes against my religious beliefs. I'm not leaving my job. I'm I'm here to work. I am able to work and I'm not going to continue being discriminated against. So as a result, a short time after I was approached by a senior leader um, with a member of security and I was fired. I was walked down to my desk and then walked to my car like a criminal after 20 years. Treated like a criminal. (laughs) has got to be the cake. I take the cake here. I mean, you can't imagine how one embarrassing, Mm -hmm. punishing, extremely awkward, (laughs) um, just demoralizing. Like you said, you were, you were exited out as a criminal, like someone that had stole from a company or had done something horrible. Um, walked down to my desk while they stood guard while I collect all my belongings with the rest of my coworkers who I had a great relationship with. I'm sure uh, watching me and wondering what the heck is going on. Like what, you know, I mean, I didn't steal. (laughs) I didn't, um, you know, uh, like, of course. hit anybody or have an altercation. I mean, I am literally getting fired because I said, I'm not putting a piece of cloth over my face based on my religious beliefs. And, and this again, is this, is two, this is two and a half years into COVID. And right. uh, like I said to you, when I, when we first said hello, before we got onto the recording here is I live in Chicago, which is like uh, the communist state here and w- nobody's mm-hmm. wearing masks here by any means and we wore them to the very end they pushed right. that as far as they could here um because we know that covid is down we know that yes 
the stats. We're educated now. We understand how to handle COVID and we know what really what's truly going on. So the shockingness well, maybe of this, you should share that info with Disney because clearly I mean, they're not getting the memo. <laughs> and you know what's the sad thing, Barb, is clearly they don't want to. Right. They've they've so, made it very clear, very clear that they we have no to. place there. We're conservative, Christian, they do not want us there. They've made that very clear the last couple of months with the leaked videos. Um, all the policies right. that they're implementing. But I mean, this right. is a seven month ordeal that I have gone through trying to get my voice heard, trying to do the right thing, work with HR right. and just to be ignored, to be ignored, to be, to be silenced, ignored. to act like I, my beliefs don't matter. They don't, there was no type of accommodation. Like, well, how can we work with you on this? Is there sure. another role maybe you could work in or something from home? There was nothing. It was just, nope, we don't believe you or at least that's how I take their email saying no, is that we don't believe you and you're done here. <laughs> so now, so. unfortunately, I guess, but I get, you know, we have to look at this as God knows, right? He's got the perfect plan for you and Always. maybe your time at Disney um, was gone. I mean, maybe there was going to be other situations for you because Disney, Disney has gone, um, Disney has left us, right? They, yeah. they have, um, they're on a new path unfortunately. Yeah. So, and, it, and it's so sad because it's like, this is not what a majority of the cast members believe. Um, so sure. many of them, even if they got the vaccine, whether early or were coerced into it, there's so many that came to me during this whole ordeal saying, you know, thank you for staying up. I didn't know that I had a choice. I didn't know that we really could do it accommodations. Oh, I heard that they weren't going to be giving any. So I never applied. I just got it. I didn't want it. Right. So many yeah, stories like that, yeah. but it's just the, the fear mongering and the pressure. I'm like, this should never happen from a right. job. I'm sorry, like right. it, at all period, but it's certainly not a job that we all love and care for so much. Right. So you are now, um, no longer Disney. Um, are you still dealing with legal action or is that something you talk about or is that just something you and your yeah. family are kind of working through? Yeah. So, um, I will, uh, my lawyer and I will be pursuing or should I say are pursuing, um, every law that protects us. So we filed with right. the EEOC. We filed with the attorney general. Um, both have gone through the past the initial stage and have moved on to the next phase of, of the process. Um, and I, I don't want to say right now we'll be doing a lawsuit, but we're just, we'll just put it this way. We're pursuing all legal entities that are provided to us or available to us. Yes. Right. I, I will should. not be letting this go easily because it's not right. I don't want them to do this to other people. And they have done it to other people. It's not just me in this boat. Um, I'm here on this call, but I speak on behalf of hundreds of cast members several I leaders i mean yeah. really there's thousands of us out there if you include the ones that course were coerced into it right well if we don't if we don't if, if companies don't abide by the constitution if we don't have our medical and our religious freedom really um we don't have much left here right. in america so yeah. i appreciate you and thank you for for fighting for for your freedom and taking this on um any advice you would give to maybe other moms that are listening that are dealing with discrimination in the workplace, um, because you're not the only one. Um, no. and this has been a tough road for a lot of moms out there. What would you say yes. to them, Barb? I would say, stay strong, stay strong. I mean, we have come this far and we are making headway every single day. Find your tribe. I have a great support system behind me, which has helped 
kind of make this a little bit more bearable mm-hmm. to have that support. And at the end of the day, just trust, trust that God is going to provide. Um, I can sit here after this whole ordeal with a smile on my face, because I know at the end of the day, whatever path he has chosen for me, this is the right one. I don't like that this happened. I don't quite see the end goal yet of what he has in store, but I know it's going to come to fruition tenfold because he always provides. So just stay faithful, stay strong, and we've got this. You do. Well, thank you, Barb, for your sharing your story. Um, <laughs> I'm, you. I'm sorry. I'm relieved. I'm proud. I don't know exactly what to say because um, it's been quite a journey for you. But like you said, yes. God's got a plan and you have mm-hmm. to stand by your convictions. And, you know, Amen. this is what we're doing here in America. We're standing for freedom. Yeah. And, um, you know, thank you for, for fighting the fight there in Disney. And I do wish you all the very best. And uh, I know there's great things in your future. Thank Too you bad so they lost you. Too bad they lost yeah. you. You'll be, you'll be somebody <laughs> else's greatest gain. So um, um, I appreciate that. <laughs> too, bad. too bad, Disney. Um, so thanks uh, for joining us. And uh, we thank do wish you. you all the best and keep us posted. Okay. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. And to everyone else, I do want to remind you to um, stop by our website at momsforamerica.us to check out all of our amazing resources, our events, our programs. Um, I'll always talk about the cottage meetings. Those are 12 lessons on America's heritage um, and the principles of liberty that will help you build a strong foundation of faith and freedom in your home. Again, stories like this that we hear from Barb and other moms all across America fighting for freedom um, is inspiring. There's a lot of tough subjects and tough, tough issues out there for moms, but we just keep fighting. We keep fighting the fight. And uh, I'm so proud of her and other moms that are listening, that are out there, that are doing the same. Um, also, please uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter. Uh, that's another way for us to connect with you and uh, let you know about different events and engage with moms all across the country. We believe that liberty begins at home and that you moms, you are the heartbeat of America. So um, it was just another great podcast today. Please subscribe, like, share. Uh, I know a lot of moms are very, very interested in what is happening behind the doors at Disney. So share this for us. Um, So thanks again for joining us, uh, momsforamerica.us. And I hope to see you next week with another mama, with another story. And uh, moms, let's keep changing our world one home at a time. Talk to you soon. 